0: Welcome to the Daily Devotions podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this fourth Sunday after Epiphany, the 28th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 12, Psalm 133. Zechariah, starting with chapter 6, verse 1, and reading through chapter 7, verse 14, Romans, chapter 16, verses 17 through 27, and paragraphs 15 through 30 of part 5 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the Twelfth Psalm. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, With our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us, who is master over us. Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among the children of man. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be for evermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 133rd Psalm. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes, It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Zechariah, and we will be reading from verse 1 of the sixth chapter through verse 14 of the seventh chapter. Again I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four chariots came out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second, black horses, the third, white horses, and the fourth chariot, dappled horses all of them strong. Then I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered and said to me, These are going out to the four winds of heaven, after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. The chariot with the black horses goes toward the north country, the white ones go after them, and the dappled ones go toward the south country. When the strong horses came out, they were impatient to go and patrol the earth, and he said, Go, patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he cried to me, Behold, those who go toward the north country have set my spirit at rest in the north country. And the word of the Lord came to me, Take from the exiles Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, who have arrived from Babylon, and go the same day to the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Take from them silver and gold and make a crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold the man whose name is the branch, for he shall branch out from his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. It is he who shall build the temple of the Lord, and shall bear royal honor, and shall sit and rule on his throne. And there shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. And the crown shall be in the temple of the Lord, as a reminder to Helem, Tobijah, Jediah, and Hen, the son of Zephaniah. And those who are far off shall come and help to build the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this shall come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. In the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, which is Kislev. Now the people of Bethel had sent Sherezar and Regimelech, and their men to entreat the favor of the Lord, saying to the priests of the house of the Lord of hosts and the prophets, Should I weep and abstain in the fifth month, as I have done for so many years? Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, Say to all the people of the land and the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth month and in the seventh, for these seventy years, was it for me that you fasted? And when you eat and when you drink, do you not eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Were not these the words of the Lord proclaimed by the former prophets, when Jerusalem was inhabited and prosperous, with her cities around her, and the south and the lowland were inhabited? And the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the fatherless, the sojourner, or the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. But they refused to pay attention, and turned a stubborn shoulder, and stopped their ears that they might not hear. They made their hearts diamond hard, lest they should hear the law, and the words of the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Therefore great anger came from the Lord of hosts. As I called, and they would not hear, so they called, and I would not hear, says the Lord of hosts. And I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations that they had not known, Thus the land they left was desolate, so that no one went to and fro, and the pleasant land was made desolate. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Romans, and we will be reading the 16th chapter, verses 17 through 27. I appeal to you, brothers, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. So do Lucius, and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsmen. I, Tertius, who write this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Quartus greet you. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God be glory for evermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 5, Paragraphs 15-30. through 30. It is easy to reply to all kinds of questions about which people are troubled at the present time, such as this one. Can even a wicked priest serve at and administer the sacrament? And whatever other questions like this there may be. For here we conclude and say, Even though an impostor takes or distributes the sacrament, A person still receives the true sacrament, that is, Christ's true body and blood, just as truly as a person who receives or administers it in the most worthy way. For the sacrament is not founded upon people's holiness, but upon God's word. Just as no saint on earth, indeed no angel in heaven, can make bread and wine be Christ's body and blood, so also no one can change or alter it, even though it is misused. The word by which it became a sacrament and was instituted does not become false because of the person or his unbelief. For Christ does not say, If you believe or are worthy, you receive my body and blood. No, he says, Take, eat, and drink, this is my body and blood. Likewise, he says, Do this. That is, what I now do, institute, give, and ask you, take. That is like saying, No matter whether you are worthy or unworthy, You have here his body and blood by virtue of these words that are added to the bread and wine. Note and remember this well, for upon these words rest all our foundation, protection, and defense against all errors and deception that have ever come or may yet come. So we have, in a brief way, covered the first point that deals with this sacrament's essence. Now examine further the effectiveness and benefits that really cause the sacrament to be instituted. This is its most necessary part, so that we may know what we should seek and gain there. This is plain and clear from the words just mentioned. This is my body and blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Briefly, that is like saying, for this reason we go to the sacrament. There we receive such a treasure by and in which we gain forgiveness of sins. Why so? Because the words stand here and give us this. Therefore, Christ asked me to eat and drink, so that this treasure may be my own, and may benefit me as a sure pledge and token. In fact, it is the very same treasure that is appointed for me against my sins, death, and every disaster. On this account, it is indeed called a food of souls, which nourishes and strengthens the new man, for by baptism we are first born anew. But, as we said before, there still remains the old vicious nature of flesh and blood in man. There are so many hindrances and temptations of the devil and of the world that we often become weary and faint, and sometimes we also stumble. Therefore the sacrament is given as a daily pasture and sustenance, that faith may refresh and strengthen itself, so that it will not fall back in such a battle, but becomes ever stronger and stronger. The new life must be guided so that it continually increases and progresses, but it must suffer much opposition. For the devil is such a furious enemy. When he sees that we oppose him and attack the old man, and that he cannot topple us over by force, he prowls and moves about on all sides. He tries every trick, and does not stop until he finally wears us out. So that we either renounce our faith, or throw up our hands and put up our feet, becoming indifferent or impatient. Now to this purpose the comfort of the sacrament is given, when the heart feels that the burden is becoming too heavy so that it may gain here new power and refreshment. But here our wise spirits twist themselves about with their great art and wisdom. They cry out and bawl, How can bread and wine forgive sins or strengthen faith? They hear and know that we do not say this about bread and wine, because in itself bread is bread, but we speak about the bread and wine that is Christ's body and blood, and has the words attached to it that we say is truly the treasure and nothing else through which such forgiveness is gained now the only way this treasure is passed along and made our very own is in the words given and shed for you for in the words you have both truths that it is christ's body and blood and that it is yours as a treasure and gift now christ's body can never be an unfruitful empty thing that does or profits nothing yet no matter how great the treasure is in itself it must be included in the Word and administered to us. Otherwise, we would never be able to know or seek it. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or task set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.